Dreams aren't safe. People think that, oh, I'm going to make a safe bet. Life is not safe. Amen. You have to get out of your comfort zone every day to make a great life. And you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Every single successful person that I've ever met in my life has one thing in common, and it's none of them took the safe or the comfortable route. All of them put themselves, their money, their family, their time at risk. Right. They took a huge risk. Huge. No one in life has ever done anything great by playing it safe. Yeah. A huge risk is a huge reward. Before we get started today, I would be remiss if I did not thank our partners over at Proper Creative. Proper Creative is a production-on-demand company, and they monetize e-commerce platforms. They have a marketing powerhouse team from graphic designers, web development, photographers, videographers, market analysis, digital marketing strategists, and of course, social media experts. They help companies from development of content and products to the execution of digital strategies for e-commerce. They provide both full service and a la carte services for businesses that sell direct to the consumers. For me today, I am wearing a proper creative branded shirt. This is the Level Up Podcast shirt. You can get it. And uh, this is something that we send to all of our guests that come on our show. Our partners send them a gift package, and it's brought to you by Proper Creative. Thank you so much. You can follow them on social media, Instagram primarily, at P-R-O-P-R Creative. Again, they're an L.A.-based company, so they do things a little bit cooler than most. They spell proper, P-R-O-P-R Creative. Follow them on social media, Instagram, and give a shout-out. Thank you so much, again, to our brand partners, Proper Creative. Welcome to another episode of Level Up with Matt Rogers. I'm pumped because today we have our first live and in-person show right here in Brentwood, Tennessee at Pies by Gigi and the one and only owner, entrepreneur, a woman who took an idea and made it a massive empire. Gina Butler is in the house with us. Hi. AKA Gigi. Hello. How are you? I'm excited. Thanks for letting us come to your spot. So again, we're live. So everyone knows like there's literally I'm watching customers that don't want to be on camera. (laughs) Walk behind it. Walking out of the store. So don't be surprised if someone walks in, if someone walks in the shot, if the phone rings. They're taking orders. Hey, we got to be in business now. Absolutely. That's right. No, it's a big deal that you let us come here. I mean, we're in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. This is like your, your stomping ground. This is my hang. This is where I'm at every day. People are like, oh, you're probably not in the store. I'm like, uh, I am in the store. I have tennis elbow because I've been uh, rolling dough too much in the back, Pido. <laughs> so now I, yes, I'm in the store a lot. <laughs> I like that. That should be a hashtag. Hashtag rolling dough. Hey, hey look at this. Not so so oh, one day I can make dough. What is that? Did you get burnt? No, this is my tennis elbow like so, i am in so much pain because i've been doing too much with my elbow why, like okay with so rolling pie dough what does tennis elbow feel like <laughs> um like your arm is gonna fall off are you serious and and you're in tears and you have to ice it every night so i'm gonna find a wonderful bone, bone and joint guy and hopefully he can help me or i could just bring <laughs> heaven and pray on it right now and god will heal it <laughs> 
You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, before, before we get started, I want everyone to know how you and I met. So yes. I moved to Tennessee from California five years ago. When I got here, I saw the franchise uh, Gigi's Cupcakes everywhere, and then I tried it. Right. Fell in love with your cupcakes. Right. And then I saw you all over the wall, started doing my research, looked you up online, and right. I'm like, dude, this lady is a stinking boss. Like, <laughs> she's the real deal. Well, thank you. <laughs> Isn't, it uncomfortable? Okay. Isn't it uncomfortable when people, like, make you talk about yourself and how awesome you are? A little bit. A little bit. Just say it one time. Say, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. Well, yes, I am. <laughs> I do work really hard, and I think it shows. Uh, it absolutely shows. It <laughs> smells like heaven in here, by the way. It does, doesn't it? It really, really it's does. Like, welcome to my grandma's kitchen. And welcome to heaven and goodness. I love it. And love. I can't wait for everyone to hear your story. Okay, so I, <laughs> I do research. I found out, you know, I find out this lady's awesome. My normal nine to five job is I've been in the payroll and HR industry for 16 years. So my first thought is I want to handle this lady's payroll. How do I meet her? <laughs> I would come in intentionally, like once a week, <laughs> buy cupcakes, Just give them to, to my cupcakes. Yeah, well, because it also made me look good that I gave, you know, not like store-bought cookies. Right, right. I gave them- Love. You love. gave them something that was like a little unique gift, and it, it, it really helps. It opens doors. But you've always been smart. Like, your branding and your marketing has always been- First class, Thank I would you. give the the cupcake would open up, and it, <laughs> they didn't know if I was giving them like a Tiffany necklace or a cupcake. That's great. That's what I model. That's one of my favorite brands. That's what I modeled my box out of. See, is a Tiffany box. Like it's something special inside, and that's how I wanted to do my packaging. Like it has to be special. That's what I'm saying. Like you've always been very ahead of the game and very smart about your marketing. So whether you're male or female, make sure you listen to this episode right now because we're about to find out how she got so successful. And especially if you're female, her story is amazing. Single mother just blew it up. But I do want to finish. So you finally walked in and like, I don't get starstruck because like I've been in the entertainment industry, like I've been around like The Rock and, you know, all right, these people. But right. like you walked in, I don't know, for some reason, like when it comes to like, payroll and business and stuff like that. I get so fired and you walked in I'm like oh my god is, no is it, I walked out of the back with flour all over my face and a tank top and a and an apron and I had flour all over me and there and I just walked in, I'm like hey and I walked back and then you said that's right hey is that is that Gigi I was like hey is, is that Gigi <laughs> which is so authentic about you too because when you walk in you for the most part you look at pictures online and everything like you're so clean cut polished it looks nice and I saw you like half makeup, <laughs> dough all over your face. I'm like, she's the freaking Pony real deal. Ponytail, ponytail. I had my Crocs on and my tank top, and I was pumping, <laughs> pumping totally. cupcakes at the time. So I'm like, hey, how are you? And you're like, are you that person? <laughs> it was because I'm like, I, I thought like, like yeah, you had people me. make cupcakes for you, and you're like, no, dude, like I really I do make it. this stuff. Yeah, operations is really my forte. I'd rather be in the back because. I'm good at it, and that's what I've done my whole life, and I think that's part of my love language. You know, I cleaned houses for a living for 20 years, 18 years, so I that's where I feel like I'm best, although I love being out front and being in front of my customers, too. So awesome. And, when I mean, so you were in front of your customers. I was a customer for a year or two before you and I started working together, right. and then... 
you know, <laughs> sat down with you and your peeps, you know, ended up, you know, earning your payroll business, which we've been together ever right. since, like three years. Right. And, um, and then from there, I was still uh, a little bit on the Hallmark Channel Home and Family. Right. And I'm like, dude, you're perfect for that show. And she <laughs> went on Home and Family. And of course, everyone loved her. And we've been friends ever since. You've right. done so much. Thank you. <clears throat> You've done so much for my family and I, like with our kids' charity. You sponsored, of course, all the desserts. And we just love you, Gigi. Thank you. I love you too. You are a good You're a good man. Person. You're a good person. Thank you. Let, okay, so let's, mutual fan club. Yeah, right. Okay, so take us back to me. Let's talk about business and life now, because okay. in your book, in your story, you're very open about it. You had the entrepreneur spirit at eight years old. Start seven. me there. Seven years old. Start me there, and like, okay. what happened? Well, I was raised with an entrepreneurial father, and he was a Los Angeles County fireman, but he had lots of time on his hands. So we had a potbelly pig business, a hair salon, a arcade. We had five restaurants. He didn't succeed at everything, but what it taught me at a very early age is just go for it. So I was raised feeling fear, but doing it anyways. Most people don't have that opportunity to have that because they're so afraid of everything because fear, sure. oh, I can't move forward. What if I fail? What if I fail? I was taught you should fail because well, yeah, I was gonna say, plus, a better person. Plus parents nowadays, and I catch myself doing it sometimes too. It's like- Helicopters. Yeah, and, and don't don't fail, don't mess yeah. up. And you, these kids walk these tightropes where yeah. they, you know- we want to create an environment where it's a safe place to it's fail. So safe for them. Right? But that's not how you grow. So I say to my daughter, uh, that's going to hurt. So it's your choice. If you're going to do that on the, the driveway, it's going to hurt. So go ahead, but you're going to hurt yourself. Or if she says, I want to buy this. Okay, well, that's that. But go ahead. It's going to be painful because it's, you know, taking out of your savings. So I try the best I can to not be a helicopter person because it enables us to never grow. And it stints our growth. That's what's wrong with today. Everyone's instant gratification society. Oh, I can't feel pain. Oh, I can't feel fear. Totally. I'll just be safe. Oh. And that's what's wrong with America. Oh. Do you think, <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you think if, if you would have been a kid in this time, you would have ended up being the success that you are now? No, I don't think wow. so. I don't think so. Because I, because people are so safe now and they just absolutely, they put diapers on their kid till they're 30, kick them out of the house, right. get them scary. out, go, go. Oh, they're afraid they don't have a job. They'll find a job. But you're not being sensitive you're enough, not being Gina. Sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Suck like it we up, love, you know, people. Right? We, we oh. love our kids, but you still need to like let them. You, you got know. to have a man up to be people and warriors in this world. We have too many wimpy people. We need warriors. We need people that are going to say no. I love this way. I'm going to do it this way because that's how I was raised. The eagle throws the baby out of the nest right. and lets it fall and watches it. And God forbid, if it's about to hit the ground, the eagle will save it. But the eagle definitely kicks it out of the nest and this thing has to flap his wings to fly. And then, of course, most eagles end up flying. But like right. parents, we don't want to do that. It's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep them oh, well, they be protect safe. them. Oh, they can't have a job during school. They have to... What? Get them out. Get them a job. Right? <laughs> how are they going to learn how to be normal human beings? So did your parents instill that in you at a young age? Oh, my gosh, yes. And my dad, he was just like, hey, what do you guys want to do? Uh, go get, do a garage sale. Go haul vegetables in your wagon if you want to make money. Did, <laughs> so he, did he encourage you or did he make you? 
He encouraged me. We always felt safe and we were always provided for. We weren't, we didn't, you know, we were raised on a farm and we we're little desert rats. A farm and, in LA? Yeah. And well, in, in, in between LA and Bakersfield. Wow. So in I don't high know if that desert. exists anymore, does it? Uh, I don't think so. No, but everyone was in 4-H where I came from and we were just like little rough little desert rats, man. We figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was wonderful. And then my grandparents, I'm from Oklahoma originally because I was born there. And then I went back to my grandparents' farm in Oklahoma every year and we worked. We fed the chickens. We, we, we worked. Really? Yeah. So you are an OG farm girl. <clears throat> yes, I can say that. Yes. It's awesome. I, that was my job to take care of our animals and every day. It's awesome now that you're back in Tennessee because then you went to California. You don't really think of farms when you go to California. You think no, of there's a and, lot of farms in California. That well, people I, yeah, think. I know. Yeah, I'm I mean, from you know. Southern Cali, you're, but you know. people don't think people of farms. People don't think that, yeah. But so many, I mean, most of the citrus is from California. So how did you end up in Tennessee? Like, what brought you here? Well, at age seven, I realized that I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. And I told my parents over time, like, I'm going to be a country music singer-songwriter. Dolly Parton's the best. And Johnny Cash. And they're like, uh, okay, we listen to them, but <coughs> you don't even know how to sing. And you don't play an instrument. I'm like, I know, but I'm going to do it. And they're like, go for it. Get it, girl. And so I started singing at seven. And then at 15, I saw my dad doing all these jobs. I'm like, dang, I need to get a job. Um, didn't want to work for The Gap. Didn't want to work for McDonald's because I want to do my own thing. So I'm like, well, you know, my dad does businesses. So I bought some mops, cleaning supplies. I knocked on doors and I started Gigi's Cleaning Company at 15. How cool and then, is that? And then I started building, doing construction jobs and bidding on huge construction jobs like housing tracks and international house of pancakes uh blockbuster videos i started bidding at 17 with all these contractors did you talk about win sexual and, and, harassment uh, right oh, don't even get me started well because well, like uh, when i first met my wife i met her in the office in 2000 and right. i always say like dude if there was an hr department back then mm. we probably wouldn't even end up together i right, still right. might be in jail because of the comments that i made back <laughs> i in know the day. i know everyone does <laughs> I mean, I mean, it happens. It happens. Okay, so I have, I'm going to take a little twist here. Okay. Um, and I want to phrase this the right way because I don't want to make anyone mad and I don't want to show <laughs> any disrespect. But you're a female. Right. You're an extremely successful female. I don't know the exact stat, but I would probably say you're probably more successful than about 95% of the males out there. You overcame that time frame of male dominance, you know, females down here, males up here now, you know, I think they're doing a good job for the most part of, of making it equal, but at the same time, they're kind of giving it right. to people like right. giving it to the female, almost like, but you had to earn it. Do you well, like, I think we still have to earn it I for mean, sure. And I think that there's a place. I am not a feminist at all. I think men are men. Okay. And you said that's what I was trying to get. At, I'm not a feminist. No, I, I think that I don't, who I don't want some woman pulling me out of a burning building. I'm sorry. My dad was a fireman. I want a man to pull me out of a burning building. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's sexist that I'm saying against my own race, but women are good at certain things and men are good at certain things and we should honor and respect each other. And love that. I mean, love the differences. But that's interesting because people will say, well, who are you to say what men are good at and what women are good at? We should all be good at the same things. But then that's categorizing everybody, right? And that's putting us all in this pot. But we are all unique. And I don't want to build a house. I don't want to lift a hammer. I could barely put a hole in the wall and put a picture up. I want a man to do it. 
I want someone to take, I'll do the house stuff. But that's how I was raised. My dad, I, I came from a very, you know, male-dominated father, and my mother was the homemaker. And so I was raised that way, and I see it mm-hmm. as, a, as a good balance that you should honor your husband and respect your husband. And you have certain I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a biblical concept that people forget because they want to make it their own concept. But what does the Bible say? So you are definitely pro-Bible. Pro-Bible. I'm an extremely strong woman, but that doesn't mean that I can't let a man be a man. I don't have to. I don't want to lift that heavy thing. Do it. Hello. Right. I'll cook for you. I'll clean for you. I'll do your laundry. But I don't want to go out and mow the yard. Good grief. Do you? Th- so <laughs> what I was like, what I was getting at too is when you were coming up, like when you're bidding on those jobs, seventeen year old girl bidding against forty, fifty year old men. Did you ever win? I have. I did. I got all because I underbid it, and they're like, "Sucker, she's doing it for five thousand dollars cheaper than she." I didn't know. I had to learn. Right? No one said, "Okay, here's the safe net of what you should do as a human being, as a business person." I didn't have that. I just went out and bid on it. Did I learn? Yes, I learned. Did I learn how what not to do? Yes, I did. I have been sexually harassed more than probably any human being on the planet. I was with construction guys doing that and then I was a country music singer. Did uh, it jar hello? you? Like do you Okay, then let me ask you a question. How come you're not one of the people going back shaming those people who did that to you made you feel that way? I'm you know, I'm sure you were touched inappropriately at some point. Like how come because my Everyone wife went through that Everyone gets groped once in a while, well, right? My, my wife went <laughs> No. Don't be bitter. Reconsider. <laughs> you, you were like the coolest hang in the bar. But I'm saying, like, my wife, dude, she was sexually harassed by all of my friends, bosses, coworkers growing up. But she's okay. Like, she never, I don't want to get too deep, right. but bad things happen. To oh, her, of but course they do. She's not bitter about it. So, what's right. the difference between you and her and other women that are just like, I need to tell my story. I need to shame these men. I need to shame people. Jesus. Oh. And forgiveness and love. Really? You have to. I, I, I made that. What people don't do is they use that as a stumbling block and a, a way that they can not grow any further. Oh, I was sexually. I was. So was I. Oh, my God. I could tell. You don't even want to know. I mean, I was in people's houses cleaning for bachelors that come out naked in the shower and walk. I mean, a 90 year old guy tried to, you know, I mean, 90 year old guy. I'm like, really dude, you're 90. You're like still going to sexually you, harass me. Like, did you like, he's like, come here. Let me, let me read the Bible. Come sit on my lap, honey. Oh, I'm like, you're 90. What? And he'd fall in the shower, pretend, and he'd be there naked. Ah, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> Mr. Gabe. Oh, Mr. Gabe. I mean, <laughs> so I, I can't even tell you, but if you're going to let that, stunt your growth and you're going to live in that bitterness for the rest of your life and you're going to use that as an as an excuse to not grow shame on you what would you say to the women who are listening to this right now who are mad at hearing you say that like well you don't know what i've been through well Well, you know what i've been through i've not walked in everyone's moccasins i haven't but i know i've walked in mine and i know what i've been through and it's been a lot of hell And if I can walk through what I've walked through and still know that there's hope, know that there's love, know that there's good men out there, and be hopeful, because that's what life is, hope. 
hope, I like what you said. You, faith. You didn't use it as a stumbling block, and that no. makes me sad. I mean, because I know, I know it's a dark world out there, and I do know that bad things happen to right. a lot of people. Oh, it's horrible. But you said you don't let it. You let it. You let it drive you not use it as a stumbling block. And I think that's where so many people get stopped up is they, they focus on the problem and they want justice for the problem instead of moving past the problem into victory, right? Well, and what the devil intends for your harm, God intends for good. So if you look at all that's happened to you in your harm, you can live in that or in, and you can dwell in it or you can go, how did this make me a better person? And that's where I choose. I choose every day. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to feel like I'm left and rejected because I have been so many times, but I'm hopeful that God has got my back and I continue to move forward in hope because that's all we really have is faith and hope. Well, you also have evidence that God has your back because yeah. I mean, you built one of the biggest bakery franchises in right. America, but before that, right. we will get to that obviously. Um, so you're going through the construction jobs, you're young, you're 17, how did you end up with a daughter and then take me to, you know, for your daughter to the cupcake business and all that? Okay. So I decided right out of high school, I was going to move to Nashville and here's where my big leap of faith came. And this is what I said to myself. If God can deliver the unbelieving Israelites out of Egypt and part the Red Sea, what could he do for me in Nashville? And that's where I, that was where I grounded. I was like, okay, I can do this. And so I had $500 to my name, knew no one, didn't have a place to live and didn't have a job. But I clung to that hope of what can God do to me if I step out on faith. So that was my huge leap of faith. And I worked at Red Lobster here in Cool Springs and then built my cleaning, cleaning business up. Then once the cleaning business, I cleaned during the day, then I started singing at night down at all the clubs and formed another band here. And uh, I... I I had a good run at it. I was a B singer. I mean, if you're not an A singer, you're, it's not going to happen. Right. You know, you've, you've been there, done it. You right. know what I'm talking about. But the epiphany that I had was when I was cleaning for, and I don't know if you know this story, but I was cleaning for a young girl. She was 15, and her parents had tons of money, and she had tons of talent. And I started cleaning for her family. And she was on her bed practicing guitar mm-hmm. and practicing a song she wrote. And it, I was cleaning her toilet. And I'm almost 30. And my brother, just two days prior, said, I think you need to give it up. And I'm like, I just got my butt pinched at Tootsie's again. Like, oh, God, passing the tip jar around. And she played a song. And I looked at her and I said, did you write that song? And she said, yeah, it's going to be on my first album. And I knew where she was going and where I was not going. And I packed my cleaning supplies in my truck. And the song was Teardrops of My Guitar. And the girl, Taylor Swift, we all know uh, where she went. Are you serious? <laughs> that, was, that was the epiphany I had. That was like, I tra- packed my cleaning supplies in my truck, and I'm like, God, I'm done. But where do I go from there? And when a door closes, that doesn't mean you feel victory. That means you feel like a loser and a failure. And so I was like, I've done everything for music. That's it. What am I going to do? I'm a total loser. So it took a couple years to rebuild my life. And I started 
I opened my cleaning business here, but I really expanded it, hired people to help me, and I was finally content. Was that depressing for you? Because we all, you know, want to be famous. We want to sing. And singing is something that you love to do, but now it's like, okay, I'm not going to sing anymore. I'm going to clean toilets. Yeah. Or did you get excited because I can make money at this? Well, here's what happened. I was, why me, God? Am I just going to be a house cleaner? Why? I feel like I'm something greater. Why me? Well, my attitude of gratitude started after a couple of years, I started reading business books on how to improve, improve myself, the Bible, and my attitude of why me turned into, why not me? If I'm just going to be a house cleaner, I'm going to be the Wonder Woman of cleaning ladies in Nashville. That's so awesome. And so I was content. Then my brother called me. I was cleaning another bathroom. I have all my epiphanies by a toilet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Most men do as well, by the way. Okay, TMI. Bye. I have my greatest ideas on the throne. Just kidding. Go ahead. Well, so he called me and he's like, I was cleaning Klein's bathroom. He's like, I stood in line at a cupcake shop for two hours in New York City. He's eating a red velvet cupcake in Central Park. He's like, you need to open a cupcake shop. What year is this? 2007. September 7th, 2007. It was Labor Day. He was there. And I looked in the mirror. I had my pink cleaning gloves on. I'm like, why not? Why not me? And I went to four banks. They laughed in my face. Here's my next huge leap of faith. And they all laughed. I had great credit. I had a little bit of savings. I'd been in business like 17 years at the time. How much is a little bit of savings? Oh, uh, I had like $15,000 A little in bit savings. of savings. There you go. A little bit of savings for house cleaner. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty good. I had all my stuff paid off, my debt. And and they laughed in my face. They're like, <laughs> loaning you money for a cupcake. Are you at cupcakes? I'm like, no, it's going to work. I just have this feeling. They're like, we're going to give you money for a feeling. Get out. I mean, literally they laughed at my face. So I took out a hundred thousand dollars cash advances on my credit cards and I went for it. Oh, So there's my next huge leap of faith of like, God, you got me. If I fail, I'm going to have to pay off $100,000 for the rest of my life and clean toilets, but I'm doing it. Well, the other thing, 2007. Uh, 2008 was the crash of- I was just going to say, that's right before the crash of everything. I opened up February 21st, 2008. Oh, that's We just got a new president in and it was the worst time to open a business. So, and now I'm open in a pandemic. Like, okay, I guess I love adversity. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it. (laughs) So- so, so you a hundred grand, hundred grand on my credit cards. I just took thirty here and took twenty here, and I just—I mean, it was crazy. And I had it, and I went to find the place. And you the first place I came to are the to. eagle that pushed yourself out of the nest. Yeah, you are the soldier that burned the boats behind you I'm as you take over. Definitely Normandy. a soldier. I'm—I may be a, a woman, but man. I'm a soldier. So when you go for something, it's it's no other option. It is literally, I mean, we hear do or die, but yeah. this is sink ships, or swim, burn the, the ships, die. do it. You did it. Yes. I and did how it. scared were you? I was petrified. The day before I opened, I cleaned two houses to pay the plumber who was waiting there for his check. Once he was paid, I'd only have $33 left to my name. And I was scared of it. I, so the hundred grand's gone. Gone. I had $33. I didn't know how I was going to pay my, make my mortgage. Oh I'm still gosh. cleaning. I'm cleaning my houses still, but I had 100000 gone. I had $33 left in my name. And I put my little cupcake apron on that my mom made me, and I opened my doors, and I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. And all these business people that I cleaned for, like famous, rich doctors, like they're like, you need an advertising budget. I'm like, I have $33. I don't have an advertising budget. Did they're like, you're crazy. You? No. No one helped me. None of me. the rich people helped no. you? No. 
Where are you at, Taylor Swift? Well, I was cleaning your toilet <clears throat> when you wrote "Teardrops on My Guitar." Can I get did, twenty bucks? Well, she did buy a lot of cupcakes for me from me afterwards. So Amen. she loved. Yeah, she she's been very supportive of Gigi. I don't even know if she knows it's me, but she would buy Gigi's cupcakes all the time. You have Red to Velvet tell cupcakes. her. One day I will. One I day guarantee I guarantee you, you will. One day. Yeah, one day I will. We'll see. I'll just be like, remember I cleaned your toilet that day. And <laughs> Did you ever like? Did you have that moment with her? Like you talk, like, "Hey, I just want you to know," or anything, or was it just like, "Oh, good for you." It was. It was your epiphany more than hers. Right? It was my epiphany. I mean, she was fifteen and millionaire and a superstar already. You know, almost. So it. But she did support me. There's been a lot of people that are like, "Oh, we feel so sorry for her. Let's go buy cupcakes." Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know? so what happened? Like, did you have like the you know your biggest sales day in the opening? Like, what, no. Like, how I, do you... I the night before, I literally laid in a fetal position, crying. I couldn't sleep. I'm like, God, what have I done? And I, I got up, and the only only reason why I got up and opened my doors is hope that God would get my back, and He did. I opened my doors and people started coming in and then a news anchor came in. He's like, what is the, why is this line here? I said, well, you want to taste it by to heaven? Here you go. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And literally it just had a snowball effect and something that I'd never experienced. All I'd felt was rejection my whole life. No, you're not a good enough singer. No, you're not pretty enough. No, you're not this. No, no, you're just a house cleaner. All I'd had my whole life was rejection. I was the loser, right? I was the underdog loser house cleaner that no one really wanted to date even because I'm just a house cleaner. Or, I mean, I had dates, but you know, I just wasn't that successful woman that people wanted. I was a house cleaner, right? So all of a sudden I had this, I had struck cupcake gold and I was like, uh, a snowball effect. Everyone wanted one. A guy from Indianapolis, a guy from here, I, lines. We, we want one. We want a Gigi's in Indy. I'm like, wow. I don't, there's only one Gigi's. I'm Gigi. I'd flower on my face. I was like, no, there's, I mean, so it was like, I struck cupcake gold and I was like, I'm not giving away my nugget. Mm-hmm. Beat it. Right. <laughs> but there, that's, it's not safe. It, dreams aren't safe. People think that, oh, I'm going to make a safe bet. Life is not safe. Amen. You have to get out of your comfort zone every day to make a great life. And you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Every single successful person that I've ever met in my life has one thing in common. And it's none of them took the safe or the comfortable route. All of them put themselves, their money, their family, their time at risk. Right. They took a huge risk. Huge. No one in life has ever done anything great by playing it safe. Yeah. A huge risk is a huge reward. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you fall flat on your face and you go, oh, did I hear from wrong from you, God? Because at this point, I'm feeling that way again, which yeah. is really interesting. So it's you're always recreating. What do you we'll mean you're feeling, that. you're feeling that way again? I mean, that then that's another story. I mean, that's the rest of the story, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm this huge success. I opened one store in 2008. By the end of 2009, February 2008, end of 2009, we had nine stores open. Nine stores. And I'm still cleaning houses. So this is... 2000, February 21st. And then the end of 2009, 20 months 
my landlord came to me. He's like, you should franchise this concept. I'm like, uh, let me read about it because I'm an avid reader. Right. I'm like, okay, let's do it. He's like, well, we need hundreds of thousands. I said, I have $26,000 saved. Let's open Gigi's franchising. He's like, you, we can't do, we can't grow. I said, I grew with 33 bucks and here you are. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> if I did it with 33 and now we got 26 we got, G's, we can yeah, go we to the got this. moon and back. And so the next huge leap for me was getting rid of my cleaning business. I didn't stop cleaning toilets and houses till I had 13 so stores open. 13. That is so important. And the thing that people miss all the time is they, they, have this dream, they have this vision, they have this idea, this concept, and they quit their stability, what they're doing to chase that. And then when they fail, they're like, well, where were you on that one, God? And I always, I always use King David as an example. For those of you who read the Bible, King David was anointed king at a young age. Right after he was anointed king, he went right back into the shepherd's field and, and sweeped up sheep poop. Yeah. But you know why King David was so, such a great king? Tell me. Because he manned up, and he's the only one on that battlefield that said, I can get Goliath. Give me that little slingshot. And look <laughs> because at you. when you... God is for me, who can be against me? So it's the underdog that says, I'm manning up. I'm doing this. That's the person that's successful. That's the person that goes down in history as they manned up. Yeah. They did it. And you can have, you could be perfect. You can have beauty. You can do this. But people respect people being brave. Absolutely. That's the ultimate respect. And that's what I want to go down in history for. Like, man, she sucked it up. She was brave. The last, if nothing else, they can say that about me. So 2009, you have nine <laughs> stores. Nine stores open. And we're still at that point, we're still kind of in the middle of a crash. Totally. How? But you expanded in the middle I of a grew, crash. I grew. I just flourished. And here's my theory on it. Mm -hmm. The theory is, is that people were so afraid of the stock market. So they take their stock market, they take their money out. They were so afraid of big business and big companies, which they should have been. Mm -hmm. And we should be today. Right. <laughs> right? Let's not get, go there. But, um, <laughs> right. So they took their little nest egg out and they said, we want something for ourselves. If we could do this cupcake thing. And if people, they didn't go to Ruth Chris at the time or they didn't go to a fancy steakhouse, but they'd go to Applebee's, then they'd come to Gigi's Cupcakes and have one little $3 goodness. So that's where we flourish because it gave them one little $3 sweet gift mm -hmm. that they wouldn't have to buy a $20 pie or cake. They can buy one little thing that made them feel good. So they, that's how we grew. I'm convinced that's why we grew. 100%. Yeah. And so, so what happened after that? Because we haven't even entered your daughter into oh, the story yet. Oh, good grief. Yet. And I mean, oh. and I, I mean, I have this thing in my head. I'll just ask you. That's okay. one thing that uh, I... I have a niche for is just saying what's on my mind. You <laughs> said earlier, you know, like, you know, even men looked at you like, well, she's just a house cleaner. Right. Well, now, I mean, you're a multi-million dollar, multi-unit franchise. Right. Did people come out of the woodwork? Oh. The guys oh. left and right? Like, oh, the I've guys I used to clean for that didn't think I was successful enough. Hey, do you want to go to coffee? You want to be like, no. Really? You didn't like me when I was a house cleaner. You're not going to like me now. <laughs> so No, <rad>. thank you. <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> so what happened? How did you end up? Like, was it the man of your uh, dreams that you had a daughter? Or? Thought. Uh, so, oh, you're going to go there, aren't you? Yeah. So here I am building stores. I've always wanted a child. I'm getting in my 30s. I'm like, oh, my, I want a baby so bad. My column. I'm like, God, I have to have one child. Please, God. Did I do it the right way? No, I didn't. Am I a sinner? Yes, I am. 
And the female I can, King David, look at you. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> Lots of faults, but love covers a multitude of sins, right? right? <laughs> Amen. No, for real, it really does. So I started dating someone, and I really, I like manly men, so he was Navy SEAL and manly and, you know, like manly. And he didn't really love me, and I didn't love myself enough to expect the best. So I stayed with him for four years and he never really wanted to get remarried. He had an older child. He was older and I got, I always wanted a child and I got pregnant and he didn't think it was his after three years of being together. And uh, how bad did that hurt? At I, that hurt so bad. Once again, rejection. Once again, someone's rejecting me. Like you don't love me enough. Why don't you love me enough? I don't know. I mean, you can't make someone love you. So he didn't think it was his for the longest time. And he abandoned, he was gone. He's like, once she came, he was like, Pff. and. Like really? Like just bolted? Like I'm out? Like, did he say goodbye or did he just not show up one day? He just or? didn't show up one day. And, and you knew, huh? He was out of her life for eight years. Didn't pay child support, just gone. And um, he has his own issues and sure. he's, I'm sure... He means well. He's back in her life now. But here I was. Which is, it sounds like you're supportive of that. I am because she needs someone. She needs a dad. I don't want her to have dad issues. And he's good to her. And he's had his own thing. I'm I'm not, it is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Once again, don't be bitter, reconsider. Right. And so I, here I was running a huge company. Right then we had 65 stores. Because this is so huge and it shows so much character and. Um, self-appreciation that you're showing right now is that this guy bails on you right when she's born. Yeah. And then, what we're about to talk to, you going through a tremendous season of success. Oh, tremendous. And then now he comes back and you're letting him. That's a big deal because most women, most right. women who have been uh, beat down, <laughs> thrown away by men... Right dream about having your story so when they get there they can say screw you to the guy i'm not letting you back in but you well, got there and you're saying the courts forced me to let him back yes <laughs> but i mean you're, you're oh, still yeah. but he's good too i mean it is what it is right i mean you just have to let things go if he didn't love me he didn't love me okay what was wrong with me why didn't i just love myself enough to go you don't love me goodbye right and i didn't and he still wouldn't marry me even after I got pregnant. I'm like, oh, good Lord. So I'm left. I'm running a huge company. My daughter does not sleep at all. I'm 78 pounds overweight on this little five foot three body. 78 pounds. Wow. Are you kidding me? Huge. So rejected. Hat. Not fat. I just had a baby, but huge. Right. And going on the road, I took her on the road at six weeks old because I wanted to be, I, I, that's the only thing I've ever wanted. She's the best thing I ever baked. And so I wanted to be with her, right? <laughs> she's the best thing I, I ever oh, baked. Oh, I love that little baby. And she's been on 101, 102 plane flights. I've had them, I've listed them all. And I mean, breastfeeding, just having swirl training, opening stores. That little kid is right here. And she's the best thing that's ever happened. She is awesome. Has I've met it? her about three or four yeah. times. She, she loves rocks. you. <laughs> she loves she you. She rocks. I'll she tell you this, awesome. like it's cool to hear you talk about your dad when you were young because you know that that story is being created in your daughter right, right now about her mom. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's really, well, I really hope cool. she, I, I want to leave a legacy of love for her and I want her to have everything 
characteristic that I didn't have in myself. I want her to be so brave and so strong and not take a guy's crap. Right. I want, no, that's not good enough. No, no, you need to treat me with respect, which I didn't have that. So I want her to be this powerful, wonderful woman that does life better than I could ever done, but also finds love early and has a wonderful husband too. So how old is she now? Eight? She's nine. She's nine. Mm -hmm. So she's born 2012? 2011. Okay. And she gets on the road with me and here I am seven. I'm like, where do you go from there? Running a huge company. I'm, you know, completely rejected from the man I thought I loved that. And I'm 78 pounds, 78 pounds overweight. And I'm single like again, like still like what the heck? So, you know, here we are. Right. And I just decided to not be bitter. And just get my life back. And then I'm we're doing the cheesecake line at Gigi's Cupcakes. And who's the head of R&D? Me. I have to taste it every day. And I'm like, how am I going to lose weight, ever find a guy, and run a company? Like, what? So balance is definitely the key. So I got back to working out. And, you know, it's balance. I mean, how, how do you do that? Because you... I mean, you're you're so successful, and you know, financially and brand wise, you built one of the biggest you know bakery brands in North America. Thank right? you. Right? Yeah. I mean, you really we did. did. Like we're when the, I came we're here, the largest cupcake franchise in the world. Give me some dap on oh. that, sister. So you're <laughs> successful. What it seems like on the outside, on the but outside. it didn't seem like you're very happy on the inside. No, but I was miserable. You didn't quit. You overcame. How do you do that? Well, it just takes a lot of balance. Like you have to start working out. I had to still be a business person. I had to, God, I mean, I don't know how I lived. And so from September, well, when she was born, uh, 2011, we grew from 65 stores. I had 65 stores then to 120 stores. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So within five years, I grew from one store to 120 stores in 24 states. That is unbelievable. It was, I mean, it's so surreal. And people are like, how do you do that? How did you do it? I don't, I don't know. I just had to live in the moment and at every second fix problems and do things. And I'm a fixer and I'm an operations person. So that's how. So I was good at that. What's the biggest thing you learned through all that growth that you can tell somebody, maybe warn them to not do or say, right. this is what you should do? Well, if you want to grow a brand, you have to be passionate about your brand. A lot of people aren't, don't have that passion. They don't really believe in their own brand. They're like, it's okay. Well, if you don't think it's amazing, how is anyone else going to think it's amazing, right? right? I like These cupcakes are the best thing that ever came from heaven. You better eat one because <laughs> your life's going to change. Right? So if I was so passionate about it, then people got on board because passion creates a movement, right? So I can tell you, I'm passionate. And when I get behind something, no, believe me, because I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. These are the best cupcakes you'll ever eat in your life. So, and but, people are like, oh, they are good. <laughs> but now we're, we're at Pies by Gigi's. Right, what is Pies right. by Gigi's and how did you make the transition from cupcakes <sighs> to Pies by Gigi's? Well, so uh, building this huge brand, 120 stores, I'm fighting franchisees, I'm fighting my family, I'm fighting the people within. I'm, all I did was fight, put on my armor and fight all day. And how I lost you, my joy. How are you fighting in success? Like, is it true? Like, mo money, mo problems? Yes. Puff daddy? Oh, like, absolutely. Why? Because people greed. 
gr- they greedy. want, they want, they think that you're not good enough. Oh, little bobblehead over here, leave her alone. I'm the big, big wig from Oh Charlie's that can figure this out. Oh, are you? Well, you didn't start a brand. Can I, is it is it the the like the mansplaining, <laughs> the, the man, man coming right. in and pushing the woman down uh-huh. for real? Yeah, totally. In a own in my cupcake business, my own business. Oh, we know better. We're we're suits. Yeah, you're a suit. You're a follower. You're you're not a brand leader. Beat it. <laughs> did you have to get stern like that with I people? I did every day, and I was tired of the fight. So I right. was like, it's time. Come hey, on, we, hey, we got customers. We're open. Customers. Welcome. We're live right now. Welcome. We're open for lunch too. So just <laughs> we've got great savory items. So, so you, you had to get stern like that with people. I did, but I felt like I would just. I had a five-year-old at the time. I was fighting, fighting, and I was like, I don't feel creativity anymore. I've got to shut this door. It's time. And I wanted to be there for my daughter when she started going to school. Mm-hmm. She'd been on the road her whole life. I mean, I wanted to be present. So as painful as it was, and maybe it was a huge mistake, most a lot of people say it was, uh, I, I sold the company. And it was time. to to. And then I kept being a franchisee. Why was it a mistake? Well, they went bankrupt. Because Suits are trying to run yeah. a brand that Suits know nothing about. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they make they make books about it. I mean, they write when the founder leaves a company, what happens? Uh, it's it's a textbook, and here you go. And it absolutely happened to me. So it's yeah, it's a hard it's a hard it's, transition. This is really really funny. So I live in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. There's a Gigi's Cupcakes right by my house. That's the uh, there was no, that's, there was that's what I'm saying there Second was. Store. I went to the store that you owned. That was my first experience. Right. Then I found out, oh, my new hometown of Spring Hill has a GG. Right. So I was excited. Right. I went in there and I'm not even joking. You call it spirit, you call it whatever. From the second I would walk in the door, it felt different. And I didn't like it as much as I liked the one that you went to. So it's funny, like you really do take the owner about, and I never went there. And it's two minutes from my house, but I would drive 30 minutes to go to the other. And I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know that you owned that one, but didn't own the other one. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's super interesting. Yeah, it's really. So when the founder leaves a company, and there's not a lot of female founders out there. I mean, can you think of really one that's even living? I mean, think about it. You, I know. um, Colonel Sanders, he's gone. You know, Wendy. The thing about it is, is there's not a lot of female founders. And it's that's nice part about being unique. I, I'll take that. Okay, I'll take that. So, but it was time to close the door. And then I knew being a franchisee and having the new owners come in after the bankruptcy was just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, as painful as it was, I closed and walked away from Gigi's Cupcakes completely February 29th, 2020, right before COVID hit. No way. Yep. Close my shop. And then I find myself no job, no identity. Like, what am I going to do? So was that another crying, depressing completely. time for you? Completely. you kidding me? I felt like a complete loser. Because I, I, do, I do remember talking, because I was, you know, I was your right. payroll guy at the time. Right. I remember talking to you, and I remember you telling me, hey, we're closing this down. I'm super sad, um, but don't worry. I got something on the horizon. We just kind of left it at that, and I didn't right. want to pry too much because right. I could tell that you were probably yeah, not I was happy. Grieving. And, and it wasn't my right. business. Right. And went quiet for a while, and then it was like, hey, I'm, I'm open ready. to pies by Gigi's. <laughs> I'm and ready. I'm telling you, the second I walked in, it was before 
all of uh, this. Right, you had it was just in construction. I walked right. in and I I felt it, and really? so a hundred percent. Well, it's love and it's passion. Thank you. Enjoy uh, heaven in a box, my friends. <laughs> so I just thought, what am I going to do with my life? And I scrambled together some money during COVID. And really what happened was someone was on the news saying, hey, if you're a designer, stop designing. Make masks. We need it. So, so, so masks. Because for the frontline workers, the healthcare mm-hmm. workers. And I'm like, oh, I can't sew, but I can bake. I can offer comfort. I can do really what I've always wanted to do is have one little pie shop, be there when my daughter gets home from school, be present. Because when I grew that company, I was always fixing problems. I was on the road. I was doing speaking gigs. I had a child in my arm. I, was, I wasn't able to be present. So with this opportunity with one pie shop where I can be here and be present with my customers, it was a gift. That's cool. And that's something, I mean, it's so important that I always teach my kids when you're in a position where you know you can't do something to to not say I can't do that right. but like you said how can I do that it changes your whole mindset from I can't to how can I cuz I can't is so final you're closing a door it's done I can't but how can I stimulates uh, everything in your brain, creativity, hope, and like, how can I? It's such a better question to ask yourself. So what happened? Well, I'm like, well, I've always wanted to do casseroles and comfort foods. So I called my social media manager, Sydney, and I said, hey, can you put a website together for me? I'm going to do Pies by Gigi. I'm going to just start delivering food to families in Nashville that, that can't get out because no one could get out, right? But I had a commercial kitchen. So I started bacon casseroles, chicken pot pies, shepherd's pies. Did all you know my it was going to be pies by Gigi at this point? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I knew. So you knew. I knew. And so here we are. And I started delivering across and we still deliver. Was it a hard time? Yes. Is it scary? Yes. Do I, I'm in a pandemic. Like people, people don't realize that the only people that have really survived and thrived in this pandemic is big box stores, is big tech. It's not the little man. It's not America's what we built our right. foundation on, and that's small business. So now my passion is being an advocate for small business people. Like, how can we, how can we become aware of where we can shop so we can keep you alive? Because this is our community. And how do you do that? Well, you have to be relevant. I'm like, I have to deliver. I have to do curbside. I have to offer things that people want. But I also have to get in there and go, don't shop on Amazon. Go to, and I did the same thing. I was looking for a, a flag and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm like, no, I'm going to go to the flag store that I've always driven by. I'm not going to go to get a flag at that flag store. That's awesome. I'm not going to shop on Amazon. So I'm really trying, not that Amazon's evil. We sure, all have you. to use, I have to use Amazon. Right. But how can we be present and how can we consider small business and support small business? Because it's your neighbor. It's our community. It's, and this is what Pies by Gigi is all about. It's supporting community. It's coming in. I have seat 25 people. We have cookie classes. We do curbside delivery. I offer comfort. I offer love. And I'm present, and I want you to be here. And by the way, I mean, as we're doing this podcast, you guys can't even see it or hear it, but people are walking in nonstop, and it's cool to watch. And one of the things, and I'll wrap it up here, but one of the things I've really enjoyed and really enjoyed the most about this podcast with you is I always have people on that take us through the journey that have ended up on top. 
the cool thing about you is you've taken us through the journey, how you've ended up on top, and now you've also almost said, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it over. I was on top, and I hope to be on top again, but we're in a very scary time in our country, and, and what's happening with small business, I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. I literally cr- pray, God, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to make this work in a pandemic? Why did I open another brick and mortar in a pandemic? Mm-hmm. Seriously, I think that every day. But I felt led. And I'm like, did I hear wrong from you, God? Like, is this going to work out? So if I could say anything to people that are listening, keep going for it. If we stop and we're afraid and we let big business and big tech and big boxes win, then we're not really Americans <laughs> because right. this is what the country was founded on, bravery, supporting the American dream. And people supported my American dream. I went from a house cleaner to the cupcake queen of the world, you know? <laughs> Thank you for supporting me. Right. Can you support me again? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, now I have a daughter to support and it's just me with one shot. Right. <laughs> That's, I mean, when you were telling your story, thinking about that night before you opened Gigi's Cupcakes, you were completely broke and you were crying. If someone could go in at that point and say, hey, I'll give you your hundred grand back. If you don't open tomorrow, you probably would have said yes at that night, right? Because you were so, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Here's what I've always said. And this is when I'm in mic drop. I've never wanted to live with the what if. I don't want to sit on my porch when I'm 90. Hopefully I can get there and go, what if? What if I would have gone travel? What if? I'm the person that says, why not? I cannot live with what if. I I will never live with what if. And so many people in the world live with what if. Right. And you have one life. Why are you living with what if? Say, why not? There it is. Why not? Mic drop. (laughs) Gigi Butler, thank you so much for <laughs> coming you. on Level Up. Thank you. You can't not be around you and just not want to support you and, you. and love you. Thank How you. can people follow you and support you? What can they do? Well, we ship uh, nationwide now. Go on wow. piesbygigi.com and we can ship you some goodness if you don't live in the Nashville area. And you could find me on Instagram on official Gigi Butler on every handle yep. or piesbygigi. And I would love to just be a part and and be a part of this community and support small business. Amen. Yes. There it is. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in. Please make sure if you're listening to this right now, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple, please like, leave a comment and share. That's how this grows. We believe that everybody's story and testimony can inspire other people. So if you enjoyed this, if you enjoy Gigi, like, share, and rate it. Rate it. I would rate like you to rate it a five stars. star. Of course. But, you they know, if, if if I screwed this thing up and she was awesome, maybe give me four and a half. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been another edition of Level Up. <laughs>